It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Our phone number 547-1610. You can also hit us up via email 610kona.com. The bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter as well. Bottom line 610. Rob and Ed hanging with you. And I want to welcome to the program from Ed's former stomping grounds, the great state of Montana. He's the CEO of Payne West Insurance, Mr. Kyle Lingscheit. Kyle, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Glad to be with you. So let's talk a little bit about insurance right now, Kyle, because certainly it's been deemed as one of the essential industries. So you guys are, you get to stay open uh, and be, and you're still able to conduct business. Um, however, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there with insurance right now that may have some questions regarding the impact of coronavirus on their policies and if it's something that's actually covered. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, I I can tell you the impact on our company and what we're doing to try to make sure we're taking care of those clients. Um, We've got 760 colleagues throughout Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and Montana. And uh, as of uh, about two and a half weeks ago, 700 of them are working from their homes. So we may be an essential business, but we really try to do all that we can to keep our uh, colleagues home, healthy, happy, safe, and set them up so that they can take care of the clients from home. So that's fantastic. Um, those, those folks are still working at home. They're they're working with our clients and trying to answer questions that are coming in. Um, the questions are from business owners on business interruption insurance. And generally, COVID or a pandemic is not covered. Business interruption insurance is really designed for property damage that interrupts the business functions. Um, when people have questions, what we're doing is we're, we're taking the information. We are turning it into the insurance companies and, and uh, checking the policies to see if there is coverage and, and dealing with it uh, as an insurance agency. We're really not the insurance company. So we're the middleman between the client and the insurance carriers where the policies are actually written. And so we're doing everything we can to try to help our clients. We're also directing them to the CARE Act and to uh, some of the relief options that are out there. And we've got a lot of stuff on our website to help people figure out where to go and how to get assistance that way as well. So, Kyle, talk to us a little bit about the business interruption insurance. You know, you mentioned it's it's mainly a for for property oriented uh, situations, why would a, why would something like that be so narrowly configured? Well, keep in mind that what insurance is it's spreading the risk so that when a house burns in the neighborhood, everybody who's paying in their policies are able to cover that house. A pandemic, which has been specifically included in most of these policies, isn't. Uh, the same. It, it's basically, it, it impacts everybody. And insurance isn't designed to have a, a crisis where everybody in the, in the country is impacted to cover it. And so that's one of the things that they're looking at in uh, Washington, D.C., is is there an avenue or a way to have these insurance companies work with business owners to cover business 
insurance loss or business uh, interruption coverage and have a federal government program like the Terrorism Risk Act that backs it up because it, it, it would it would totally wipe out the insurance industry if they had to cover every possible claim for something like this, especially when it's not written into the contracts and it hasn't been charged uh, premium based for that to cover something like that. We're talking with Kyle Lingscheid. He is the CEO of Payne West Insurance here on Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. What are some of the uh, things, Kyle, that you have seen um, specifically related to your industry? Because we know that there's been a lot of uh, myth, a lot of false information out there about different things with different industries with COVID-19. What are some of the things that you've run into uh rumor-wise or speculation-wise that's dealt with insurance during this time? Well, it's interesting because our clients are businesses of all types. <laughs> so, any, you know, it could be agriculture, it could be a gas station, it could be a bicycle shop, it could be hotels. And how it's impacting different businesses is, is quite interesting. I've got a friend who owns a bike shop here in Missoula, Montana. He can't keep up with the business that they've got right now which you think everything's closed, well, it hasn't been. And uh, he's, he's selling bikes like you cannot believe. So there's shifts in, in what's going on out there that you really wouldn't expect and nobody was re- prepared for. So if you're in the hotel business, you're in a world of hurt right now. The restaurants, they're trying to stay afloat. Uh, we're, we're actually looking to give each of our colleagues $50 over next week to spend at a local restaurant in the 28 communities where we do business. And to take that and to try to help to take out food and keep those restaurants alive. Um, it, I think everybody's really stepping up and trying to do things to help each other, which is really neat to see. But I think that, you know, that's what this country is about. We, we step up and help each other in times of need, and that's what we're seeing. We're talking with Kyle Lingscheid. He is the CEO of Payne West Insurance here on the bottom line. You know, there, I'm sure that you've heard a few interesting things regarding what may or may not come to pass. And one uh, one thing I heard being discussed regarding the insurance industry was that uh, life insurance policies might be restricted during this period because, well, if enough enough of people get infected or people catch COVID-19, there could be some impact on high-risk groups as far as life insurance policies or or, or even selling life insurance policies to certain groups. Anything like that come across uh, come across your ears, or is this uh, just rampant speculation from people that are looking for something to put out there? I, I think it's the latter. Um, I, and, I, and I can tell you I'm not keeping as much abreast of what's going on in the life insurance market because it's less than point. Zero five percent of our <laughs> business that we do, right? But uh, but I, I think it's more the latter. I I haven't heard a lot in that area that really matches with what what people are or what you're saying there. So Kyle, with some of the things that we we're hearing, we're seeing people obviously are worried. People are scared. Business owners, particularly small business owners, even more so. What advice would you give a business owner right now that is trying to navigate their way through this, um, especially when it relates to anything insurance-related? 
Well, I would definitely keep abreast of exactly what's going through Congress right now, that CARE Act and, and uh, the things that they're doing to try to relieve business owners. I think there's going to be more coming. Uh, I think they've got to do more. Um, and I would, uh, if, if you do have questions about your policies and, and how they could be impacted or how they could help help you, definitely call your agent and ask them questions. Don't hesitate to do that. Uh, we're more than happy to try to help you and uh, interpret exactly what in your policy could be covered. It might be work comp. There may be situations where you're exposed um, to the virus because you're required to be at work, and that's where you picked it up. Some of those things may be covered. And so um, I would just encourage you to, to call our professionals and, and ask them for advice, and we'd be more than happy to, to uh, try to help them out. We're talking with Kyle Lingscheid. He's the CEO of Payne West Insurance. Uh, Kyle, last question before we let you go. Um, you mentioned you deal with a lot of businesses and, and, and a large range across a number of industries. Are you seeing areas that are being particularly hit harder than others right now, at least from the Absolutely. feedback you're getting? Absolutely. Hotels, um, restaurants, uh, and, and, and some of the restaurants are doing surprisingly well with the takeout business because people are still uh, patronizing them. But uh, the hotels and restaurants are probably the two hardest hit that we've seen. And I think now uh, in the next couple of weeks it'll be just the small retailers, smaller businesses that um, people who have five, ten employees and they're, they're, they've had to let them go because they just can't pay the bills. They don't have a lot of cash flow to back them up. That's where we're really, I think, seeing the impact. Anything else you'd like to make our listeners aware of? Um, I would just say that uh, we're going to get through this. You know, it, it will pass. Um, it, it's going to dig a little bit of a hole, and we'll come back out of it. We've got a lot of different business owners trying to plan, well, how do I take advantage of this as we come out the other end? And um, we'll get through it. But it's 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 going to be a little tough ride for a little bit, and, and uh, we just need to stick together as a community as, as we ride through this. Kyle Lingscheit, CEO of Payne West Insurance. We appreciate your time this afternoon, sir. Uh, stay safe and be well. Thank you, and stay safe yourself. Kyle Lingscheit, CEO of Payne West Insurance, joining us here on The Bottom Line. Going to take a quick time out, come back, and uh, chat numbers. we got a lot of stuff coming up for you. We're going to talk with somebody uh, representing Flatten the Curve Tri-Cities coming up at 3.30 then at 4 o'clock well we're going to go back to our conversation from yesterday regarding a particular locker room situation Hello this is Congressman Dan Newhouse we are in challenging the bottom line the only place that cares what you think Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back in the bottom line, is Radio 610 KONA. 547-1610 is the number if you would like to get involved in the program. Rob and Ed hanging with you. And so I think one of the things in all of this, and by this I mean the the coronavirus situation, it's it's we we know that it's ever evolving. We know it's continuing to to change as far as information. We know we are on the rise of the bell curve as far as cases, confirmed cases, deaths, so on and so forth. 
But in Washington, we're getting close to the plateau. Yeah, we're getting close. Supposedly. Yeah, I mean, that's what they believe. A week and a half. Yeah, yeah. that's what they believe. But I I can remember significantly how some things have changed in this narrative. And the latest change in the narrative regards masks. Yeah. Last night, this morning, we're being told, if you're going to go out in public now, wear a mask, after being told masks didn't work. Yeah. We were told for weeks, masks don't work. You know, you can wear an N95, but, I mean, you know, people are healthcare professionals and stuff like that. They're the ones that really need to be wearing the masks. The masks really don't work against this. Now we're being told to not necessarily wear a mask, but go out with a face covering of some kind. It's being advised. (laughs) It's being advised because... Are we getting new knowledge? Are we are the people that are studying this and researching this around the clock discovering new information on how it's being spread? I mean, today also it comes out that half the people that have coronavirus might not even know they have it. They could test positive with no symptoms. And they pointed to one of the cruise ships where 46% of the people that tested positive for COVID-19 didn't show a single symptom. There's positives and there's negatives there. But we're going to go to the phones first. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? This is Gary. I'm calling from Kennewick. What's Hello. on your mind? I have two questions for you guys. The, the governor mentioned something about a, a $5,000 fine and a one-year, up to a one-year jail time. Is that a civil crime or a uh, criminal crime? That's my first question. And then my second question um would be why isn't the media talking about the 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 undocumented cases in this uh, they all talk about okay it's you know this, here's this four percent death rate and they're talking about confirmed cases compared to the the number of deaths but we all know there's so many number of unconfirmed cases out there but they never mentioned that so i was wondering if you guys could give some idea on that too sure well to answer your first question gary that's the easy one it is considered a gross misdemeanor And therefore, that's why it covers up to a $5,000 fine and up to a year in jail uh, if they decide to pursue that that course of action. But it is a gross misdemeanor, and that's what a gross misdemeanor carries, so it would be a criminal charge. Before we take the next call, I'll take a stab at the second question, uh, and we appreciate the call. The reason why the media isn't talking about the undocumented cases is because they're undocumented. And even the fake news can't come up with a a reasonable number if they want to throw that out there. But you'll never hear us talking about undocumented cases because nobody knows. Right. Is it it safe to say that there are people wandering around right now that are positive for the COVID-19 that have not been tested? Yes. I I think that's that's Law of averages tells me yes. We could tell you that 46% of the 700-plus people that were on that Diamond Princess cruise ship, 712 people tested positive. 331 of them didn't show any outward symptoms. So there's 331 cases right there that never showed a symptom that had coronavirus. Yeah, but to, so there's to, more. Have, to have a number, just to yeah. throw out a number, is that's, not, that's irresponsible. So let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Dave. What's, What's up, Dave? Mine? I'm I'm calling from uh, the Gorge. I live in Finley. I'm a truck driver. 
And uh, I'm wearing a mask when I deliver to my places that I go to. Uh, you know, got to be safe. I was wearing one before. They were saying you need to. And uh, I believe that everybody needs to do what's necessary to make this thing go away. Thanks. Thanks for the call. And and that's absolutely right. We do. We have to do whatever we can to to make this thing go away, to move on. But we're getting to where... You know, are we getting new information because we've figured something out? Or are we going into a mode of, well, let's just throw every single means and and way of protection out there just so, because it won't hurt. I was just going to say that. The the CDC is not requiring, they're recommending. Right. And and I was just going to say that wearing a mask out in public, again, not one of those N95 ones that the first responders and everybody need those, but just the kind of cloth uh, masks or, you know, some kind of a covering, um, it's not going to hurt you. And yeah, it might just actually help the situation, but certainly isn't going to hurt you. So maybe that's the reason why they went in that direction. Um, Look, everybody loves Dr. Anthony Fauci. He testified before Congress in January saying that he didn't think that the United States was at risk of, of, of even worrying about coronavirus. He said that. He's on record testifying as saying that. That was in January. That yep. was three months ago. Uh, and a lot has changed since then. So even the beloved Anthony Fauci um, I'm not saying he was wrong, and I'm not saying he was purposely putting out bad information. But there's a but, reason but, for that. But things have evolved. There, there's a reason for that. And, and the reason for that is, is this, very simply. And I'm going to give you three sets of numbers to tell you exactly what I mean. 82,511 confirmed. 76,760 recovered. 3,326 deaths. Those are the numbers from China. That leaves approximately 2,500 cases unaccounted for in China. 2,500 in China. Cases unaccounted for. Okay. So. At least. Absolutely 100%. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Misleading on every front. And that is what China has done through this entire thing. You have Dr. Anthony Fauci in January telling Congress this isn't really that big of a deal because China was misleading the world about coronavirus and about the lethal elements of coronavirus. So if anybody's going to point fingers at anybody, and I'm talking at politicians, at doctors, at people that didn't take it seriously, they didn't take it seriously because the information that they had at the time wasn't pointing to it being this lethal because China was covering it up and destroying evidence. Obviously, I'm not saying bad Dr. Fauci. No, but no, my, not at my all. My point is the situation evolves. And, you know, look, it'll probably evolve even more. In two weeks, in a month, there'll be something new to consider, I'm sure, or be directed to do. One good thing coming out of the governor's budget session today, he has removed the state bank study. That funding has been yanked.
So that's about 12 bucks. That's a start. It's a start. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin A. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610KONA, 547-1610. The number to get involved also via email, 610KONA.com. Bottom line page, name where you're listening, what you'd like to say, and we're on Twitter as well. At bottom line six ten. Uh, one of the uh, one of the things that we wanted to uh, share with people again when when things uh, you know that are positive stories coming out of this current situation, and that's anytime uh, there's we can localize see what's going on in our community, and we've all become very uh, familiar with the term flatten the curve, right? Uh, trying to get that uh, the curve, the virus curve to flatten and then mm-hmm. peak and then we can get on the on the back end of it uh joining us uh, on the line is elizabeth battaglia and she's with tri-cities flatten the curve and elizabeth thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate you reaching out and sharing the positive stories that are happening around the tri-cities well why don't you uh first of all give us a give us an idea of of how the the Tri-Cities version of Flatten the Curve began. The Tri-Cities Flatten the Curve began really with an article that was in Tumbleweird, and it was written by John Roach. And the article kind of took off. And after that, a group of leaders just kind of came together. And, for example, I contacted John Roach, and I said, here are my skills, here's what I can offer, please help me out. And that's really how this group came about is some of us knew each other. Some of us came together just kind of uh, all of a sudden, and we created this amazing group. And a lot of thought and a lot of process and systems went into that because we, the website was created. So we have an IT person that is handling the website, and then both Facebook pages, which is the Flatten the Curve Tri-Cities Facebook page, and then the Pandemic Needs and Volunteers page. And so those took a lot of time to set up. And then originally what we did is we were all chatting on WhatsApp, and we we had a big group chat, and we were going back and forth. And then we realized how big this was going to get, because I don't think any of us really had any idea. And so uh, Adam Avenir of Tumbleweird uh, purchased a project management software system for us. And so everything is in one place, all of our documents, all of our chats. And it is an incredible place where we are constantly evolving because the original idea of this, which will always continue, which was to help the most vulnerable populations. This group was designed to help people find food, find services, find diapers, find formula. This was for the most vulnerable population. And we provide information and a forum for people to really discuss what's going on in a positive way. But the group evolves every single day. And I don't think a lot of us saw 
the evolution of this changed so quickly. And one of the most wonderful things about this group is everybody is willing to adapt daily, hourly, because as everybody can see, things are changing minute by minute. And so the leadership team is, it's an incredible team. There are stay-at-home moms, there are retirees, there are scientists, there are engineers. It is a group of communicators. It is a group of the most diverse leadership team that I have ever been on, and it is incredible. It is just a group of people that really care about the community. All of us volunteer our time, and it it has come together in such an incredible, positive way. Um, and we are helping, you know, thousands of, of people in the in the Tri Cities area. Give us an example of uh, of some of the help that has been uh, has been formulated through this group. Absolutely. So what we have is we have a vol- we have three or four volunteer coordinators, okay, and then we have liaisons with all of the nonprofits. So if there is somebody that needs help with daycare. We have a liaison that works directly with the Boys and Girls Club to find somebody daycare. We have people making masks. So we have volunteer coordinators. So, for example, if somebody says, I don't have diapers, I don't have formula, and I'm running out of food, one of our volunteer coordinators would organize or set something up with this person, with a nonprofit organization, or an organization to get them the services or the household goods, groceries, whatever they need to get through. Now, whenever you have a kind of an online network uh, and, you know, the ideas are shared and, and different things and, 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 and whatnot, how do you uh, combat any misinformation that might be circulating through uh, communities? Because we know that there is a lot of that. Uh, you know, fear is bringing out a lot of the misinformation in our community. How do you combat that? That's a really great question. So from the very beginning, there were a set of moderators, and there we all just went through a second moderator training this past week. And let me give you an example of what we did. So every post is screened, and if it is controversial and a moderator needs help or thinks maybe this needs a second set of eyes, there will be another admin that will take a look at it before it's approved or disapproved. But there is more than one set of eyes looking at every post that is approved and every post is approved. So it has to go that. I think one of the things early on were there were so many comments and the posts were approved, but then we also realized that we had to moderate the comments, and that takes a tremendous amount of work. And so there are a lot of moderators on all of the time watching all of the comments. And then we also have keywords. So there are keywords that are flagged. So for example, um, I'm going to make up a fake word. Let's say um, green tree. And if, if green tree was a trigger word, let's say it was uh, particularly political or whatever, when that word is typed in, there's an automatic alert that says, hey, there's a post with this word in it. And then a moderator or an admin can go in and take a look at it 
and determine whether or not it's appropriate or not. So the way that the system was set up was set up to really make sure that it was very positive, that it was very friendly. And as we are adapting, as people are becoming more educated, as there is more scientific information, this group is also constantly adapting and constantly uh, making sure that we are staying up with current science and and with what is happening with the governor and the Benton Franklin Health District. So there are a lot of volunteers, and it is it was set up from an IT perspective very well so that it is extremely well-moderated and administrated. Uh, we're talking with Elizabeth Battaglia from Flatten the Curve Tri-Cities here on The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. Elizabeth, thanks for your time today. We do appreciate you joining us. Um, you alluded to something that that I think we have seen quite a bit of regarding this pandemic, and that is politicizing. Um, mm-hmm. it, do you, I mean, you, the goal of your page is to be apolitical, certainly not to be a forum to mix that in with um you know, discussions about the pandemic, how it's impacting the area and, and things to get out there. Has that been di- one of the more difficult things to moderate with the page and, and, and kind of encouraging people to not go down that kind of road? Uh, I would 100 percent agree with that. It is it's I think there's two parts to that. Keeping it. Uh, this is an election year. And so it is automatically there is a heightened awareness of what is going on because it is an election year. So I think that that is in the back of all of our minds. And then you have the science part of it. And it's it's been really, those are two, it's not just the political part of it that makes it difficult. It's the science part of it. And a lot, we combat a lot of folks that still are having trouble with six feet, with folks still having trouble understanding that people really could die. And in our society, in our society, there are a lot of, I'm going to call the it will never happen to me syndrome people. And when the majority of the population thinks it will never happen to me, a lot of people really don't get it. Hurricane Katrina, people that have survived Hurricane Katrina, they get it. Um, People who have survived the earthquakes and the hurricanes in Puerto Rico, they get it because those people understand that it can happen to them. But as a whole, the majority of our society truly thinks it will never happen to me. And so trying to shift an entire culture in a matter of days and weeks is very difficult. And what happens is there is a lot of fear that is created because there is an incredible amount of unknown information. Information such as if somebody gets it once, can they have it twice? We don't know that yet. And so when we are in a situation where it is a medical emergency, people are dying, and there is more unknown information than there is known, it creates a lot of fear. And when there is a lot of fear created, people want to blame. And it is easy to blame somebody who is on TV all the time, somebody who is in the public eye. When 
the whole point of our group is not to blame anyone. The whole point of the group is to bring this community together, to support the community the best that we can, to help your neighbor, to help anyone that needs help, because we are all in this together at exactly the same time. And so because we're all in it at the same time, we have to work together. And that is sometimes really hard when you have, you know, folks that want to blame somebody in the public eye or somebody that is in a leadership position. And we have very strict guidelines on what we will allow and what we will not. And that will change as this evolves, because what is happening today or what is happening tomorrow will change. And this group clearly understands that we will have to adapt as we get more information and as, you know, there's more education on this. Elizabeth Battaglia with Flatten the Curve Tri-Cities. We appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. And uh, once again, give out that information as to where people can find you if they are interested in learning more about the group. If they are interested, the best place to go is flattenthecurvetc.com. It is the website, and it has all of the information on the Facebook page and volunteers that are needed, and we would love to have everyone Hop on over to the website at flattenthecurvetc.com and uh, support us. That would be wonderful. Elizabeth Battagli with Flatten the Curve Tri-Cities, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate it, and uh, be safe and stay well. Thank you so much for having us on. Absolutely. Elizabeth Battaglia, Flatten the Curve Tri-Cities. You can check them out on the Internet, on Facebook as well. We're going to take a quick time out, come back with more, including the governor did strike a few things from the operating budget uh looking 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 see wait is it there no 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 did not strike the remaining money for the snake river dam study even though the study's done now that money's still there hasn't struck that yet more than bottom line for this it's to now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610, the number if you want to get involved. Um, so the governor chopped uh, a little bit of pork out of the budget. Yeah, he said he was going to when he when he made the announcement last uh, yesterday, uh, late afternoon, evening, that he was extending the stay home order uh, through at least May 4th. He also mentioned that he was going to today go through the supplemental budget that the legislature passed and veto parts of it in an effort to trim the expenses mm-hmm. of the state because we're not going to get as much income into the state coffers taxes during this downtime. So, here's some of the things that got chopped. Yeah. OSPI took some hits. Did it now? Paraeducator training, cut. Mm. Guidance counselors, cut. Ooh. Transportation backfill, cut. Uh-oh. Media literacy, 
cut. Okay. That's just some of it. There yeah. were about 12 or maybe close to 20 things that ES, that OSPI lost. Um, didn't see, yeah, ethnic studies materials cut. Um, Department of Natural Resources lost urban and community forestry. That's gone. Department of Agriculture, they got the uh, HB 2713, basically got whacked. That developed the pilot program to reimburse farmers for purchasing compost. That's gone. That would be environmental, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Ecology. uh, Funding for San Juan County to study the state of the water resources in the area. That's gone. That's out. Yeah. Reduce uh, DCYF. Which department is that? Oh, uh, uh, children, youth, families. Ah, reduce co-pays for recipients. That got hocked. So did the Family Connections Program. Chop. Department of Corrections, body scanner, pilot expansion, gone. Cut the fruit and veggie benefit from Department of Health. Mm. Law enforcement, mental health, that got chopped. Death with dignity got chopped. Healthcare authority, postpartum period coverage, gone. Drug affordability, gone. Cover preferred status, HIV, antivirals without prior authorization, gone. That got chopped. Increase in client service rates. Now, these these couple, the the, the increase in client service rates got cut as well. So people are going to be paying more money, at least in this coming budget. Uh, you were going to be for uh, primary care and for behavioral health. Uh, dementia education cut. A lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, it's, that's not even, I mean, that's just a tip. I'm just looking at the things that I would think I would have kept, but, well, you know. for just kind of for an umbrella statement. Oh, uh, here you go. Here's another one for you. Ready? Gang Violence Pilot Project expands this pilot project aimed at addressing serious gang activity in eastern Washington. Cut. There were 147 separate expenditure items that Inslee vetoed. 147 things. Reducing the state spending, are you ready for this? By $445 million over the next three years. That's most of the supplemental budget. That's a large chunk of it. That's that's two-thirds of it, over two-thirds of it. Yep. He cut a lot of stuff out. I mean, it was what? So they were they were going to spend $600 million, something like that? Something like that. $445 million gone. Yep. So that goes back in the coffers. Tells he, you. he kept in a, a number of things having to do with housing, public safety, public health. Snake River Dam study. Well, that's... that's uh, well, no, that's not even housing. Can't no, t- can't it's, tell not. You. it's not. It's can't, not can't help all. you. I can't help you. Not at all. But he did cut a lot of things. He did. Quite maybe, a bit. Maybe some other things could have been cut instead of that. That's true. Th- look, there's going to be second that's, guessing, but. Sure. Yeah, like the Snake River Dam, the other half of the Snake River Dam money. Absolutely. Anyway. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two is straight ahead. This is the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA.
I'm here with Mark Manthai, the branch manager of Summit Funding on Gage Boulevard in Kennewick. And Mark, what is something that potential home buyers shouldn't overlook? The inspection is a great opportunity for a potential home buyer to really understand what they're getting into. So definitely take the time to spend with the inspector and reviewing those results. To begin your journey to home ownership, contact Mark and his team at 509-783-4593. Summit Funding, NMLS number 116408. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, he or she would stop drinking? If you answered yes, you're not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Family and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon can help. Call 866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. Cherry Creek Media Cares along with... I'm Jennifer Mons, realtor with Windermere Group One. My goal is to exceed your expectations. Before you buy or sell your home, visit my website, jennifermonds.com. information you want, the information you need from the Legends Casino Studios. This is News Radio 610 KONA, Kennewick, Richland, Pasco, where the news watch never stops. Local and regional news. 